Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast, The Endurance of Labor Laws. I am your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan. Today is episode 263, and today we're going to cover two different topics, and they're going to be short and sweet. Today we're going to cover what is called bulky waste and business waste. So two totally different things, but they are disposed of completely separately. But before we dive in, let me give a big shout out to my listeners because as usual, you guys are awesome. So a big shout out to Oklahoma, Georgia, Texas, and California. In terms of countries, the United States, China, and Lithuania. So I guess a lot of people were busy this past weekend. So good to see all of you there. So today we're going to talk about bulky waste and commercial waste. So, well, commercial waste, uh, also known as business waste. So there are a couple of different names for it. But in terms of bulky waste or bulky refuge, um, that is a technical term um, from waste management. And it basically describes very large types of waste. It is picked up in different types of manners or in different ways, I should say. So sometimes it is picked up by the city. Other times you can personally take it yourself, like if you have a truck or something like that. You can take it to the city dump. And typically what happens is, because I've had to do this once, I had to throw away a sofa because it was just really, had holes in it. I could not reupholster it. I was like, you know, it's just better just to chunk this thing. And so I didn't know back then, this was many, many, many years ago. I didn't know that you could actually leave furniture out by the curb and put a notice on Craigslist and say, hey, curbside pickup. I didn't know that, but you can do that. But anyway, so back in the day, um, the city would not always pick up bulky waste. You had to make special arrangements, and even then you had to pay a lot of money to do that for the city to come by your house and pick up stuff. It's been my experience that the city does not really like to do their job, so that's why I end up having to... lug this big old sofa to the city dump and what they do is you drive up and they weigh you before you drive in then you have to unload it yourself they don't help you with anything these people are lazy they're hateful they're mean at the city dump i hated it it was a horrible experience i'm never doing this again um so they have you unload it and it's a horrible smelling place and there's plenty of workers there but they don't care lift a finger So then you you leave your sofa, your furniture, whatever you're throwing away, you leave it there. Then as you drive out, they weigh you again and they basically determine how much weight your vehicle was over and that's how much you have to pay. And it was expensive. It was stupid. I was like, "Wow, I'm paying for this." I didn't know I would have to pay. <laughs> I didn't know because they didn't tell me that. The city is very deceitful. And this was in a small town that this happened and so yeah they very much kept that hidden like yeah come on down throw your stuff away and then once they get you there they really shake you down for money it was very shocking so that's one way to dispose of bulky waste my personal opinion is leave it at the curb and let the city take care of it if they don't take care of it that's on them not on you number 2 you can put an ad on Craigslist or other venues and you can have people come by and pick it up because here's the thing what is your trash maybe someone else's treasure you know and i i didn't even think that maybe this sofa it was a good sofa but it was just really uh, the the material was really worn like i bought it used anyway and i just like well you know it's a really large sofa i didn't want to have to travel with it anymore cuz it it it's so those things it's a bulky sofa and even the movers don't like moving it i'm like well do your job <laughs> you know if you don't want to move stuff then don't be a mover but looking back i wish i had known about the old craigslist thing Where again, you can just leave it on the curbside, and sometimes people will just come by and pick up your furniture without you even posting it. Or you can just say, 
free. You know, you, you can put a sign on say free for pickup, you know, whatever the case may be. So there is that that you can do, but typically bulky waste includes items such as discarded furniture, couches, recliners, tables, large appliances such as refrigerators, ovens and TVs. Now when it comes to refrigerators and ovens, you know, things like that, you might be able to sell them for scrapping. Because I think one mistake that people make is they throw out their appliances and they can actually be sold. You can actually make money off of them. You know, like for example, you can take them to like a second-hand place and they will buy it off of you. They can fix it up and resell it as a used appliance. So, you know, it's kind of those things. If you don't know that, then you just literally don't know it, and you might be missing out on that. Especially if your appliances have copper wiring in them. Copper has been expensive for a while now. And so there's some people that are like, "Oh yeah, I really want your appliance, but really they're just using you to get the copper." So be aware of that. Don't allow yourself to be used. Um other large appliances, of course, refrigerators, ovens, TVs, and then there are plumbing fixtures, bathtubs, toilets, and sinks. Bathtubs and sinks you can definitely resell. Like you can sell them on Etsy, like you can gussy them up, especially if they're old. There are a lot of people that they really love that older kind of architecture kind of feeling. So you can always resell it on on Etsy. I was going to say eBay, but eBay is kind of trashy now. It's kind of junky. I think Etsy is a whole lot better. Um but needs to say, you know, that's how things are done in the United States. Now in the UK, they have what are called grapple trucks or knuckle boom loaders, and those are often used to collect a uh, bulky waste. And in the UK, refuge collection vehicles, that's what they call them or crushers. Um they are increasingly being phased out as more and more bulky waste is diverted for reuse and recycling. So you can also just resell that stuff. So you might want to take a look into that, you know, save some money, make some money, that kind of thing. Another thing is that, you know, I wish I had just had a garage sale, you know, looking back, but I didn't really want to deal with that cuz there are so many people that show up to garage sales like they just think everything should be free and they don't want to pay any money. I'm like, "Wow, if you're going to be cheap, um just uh Don't come near me because I don't like people that lowball me. I think that's very disrespectful. Um but moving on, the last thing we're going to talk about in this episode is what's called business waste. It's also known as commercial waste. Sometimes it's called industrial waste, but I don't think industrial waste um is the way to describe business waste because typically industrial waste um is way more it's way more difficult to throw away. um just because it has to be thrown away in an extremely proper manner um so a business is not the same as like an industrial park you know like where they are producing chemicals or things like that business waste is maybe like a small mom and pop shop maybe an office building things like that and usually they make arrangements with the city for them to pick up their trash oftentimes if businesses like if they are renting out you know a suite or something usually that suite has like a a big garbage dumpster behind the building and basically the city comes by and has their big old dump truck and picks up that trash there but that is dependent upon the business owner or the person that owns the property so it really does matter whether or not you rent or own uh, but needs to say the city is not always easy to deal with with things like this because it seems to me like the city is like oh yeah we want to pick up your your trash But then when it comes to bulkier stuff, they don't want to lift it, they don't want to help, and they leave it there to rot. And then when they then when they leave it there to rot, excuse me, they charge you a fee or a fine. And I personally think the city should be sued for that. I get so sick of people not doing their job. And it's like, okay, you know, the general public typically doesn't own a dump truck. 
And I know this may shock some people, but not everybody in Oklahoma, at least where I live, and also in Texas where I've lived there as well, not everybody owns a truck. So not everybody can just haul stuff around or has that option available. Also, not everybody has the time. Not everybody can lift that stuff. So it just gets really old when you need the city's help, but they don't want to help you. And then if they do help you, they they treat you like, "Oh, you you owe us even more money. You owe us a fine. You owe us a fee. Money, 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 money." It's like, "No, I already paid this bill." I I pay my bills every month. Why don't you just do your job and do it well instead of trying to shake down people for even more money? You know, it there has been a problem with living in apartments as well where like for example, if people want to throw out their furniture, you know, let's say for example, they want to throw a mattress away or a sofa, and a lot of people that live in apartments, they don't have huge bulky furniture like they do in houses and things like that. Because it's one of those things you have to be able to move your furniture. <laughs> you know, it's like you don't want something, you know, heavy and bulky. You know, when you, when you live in an apartment. But anyway, so there have been commercial waste management companies, whom I'm not always a fan of, as you very well know if you have listened to this podcast long enough. Um, oftentimes, they won't pick up our trash. If someone has thrown a piece of furniture or a mattress away in the dumpster, I'm like, well, that's where it's supposed to go. Like we we can't just call the city and have them come pick up our bulky trash because here's the thing with apartment complexes I don't know if you guys are aware of this but typically with apartment complexes the apartment complex has a contract with one company to pick up their garbage for the residents so if a resident needs something else picked up they they typically cannot call the city or another company to come pick up garbage. on on a piece of property that they don't even own because the tenant is just renting or leasing an apartment they're not renting or renting or leasing the garbage can so to speak or the dumpster so there there's a lot of there's a lot of bs excuse my language that goes into this and it gets really frustrating and so then what usually ends up happening is someone will throw a piece of furniture away nothing that i don't think is too big me personally but you know For example, there would be a mattress or a sofa or a table or something in the dumpster and the garbage people will be like, "No, nope, we're not going to pick it up. We're going to charge you a fine and a fee. They just want more money." I'm like, "Oh, really? To do your job? To just do your basic job, you want even more money. Wow, you greedy little punks and you goons. Wow, selfish much? Greedy much? Hmm. Pretty sure that's a sin, <laughs> you know." So anyway, what ends up happening is the waste management company, whether it's the city or these other companies that are in the private sector, they will refuse to pick up our trash. So then we have all this rotting garbage at our apartment complex because someone threw away a piece of furniture in the dumpster. And so the waste management company will report it to the apartment office and they'll say, "Well, we're not picking up your trash until you remove that piece of furniture from the garbage dumpster." So typically what happens is the apartment people have to get the maintenance people involved that work here, have them get in the dumpster which is gross, pull out that piece of furniture, and then they try and find out who threw it away and then they try and force the tenant to throw it away, find a way to throw it somewhere. And then we all receive a letter or a notice from the apartment office saying, "Hey, whoever's caught throwing furniture away in the dumpster will be charged a fine or a fee." because the waste management company charges us a fine or a fee. And it it's just this revolving door of basically no one wants to do their job. 
And again, what is the tenant supposed to do? Like I know from living in apartments for most of my adult life that, you know, most people don't own a truck that live in apartment complexes. Most people they drive little dinky sedans, nothing wrong with dinky sedans, really small ones, but typically people are not buying luxury items when they live in an apartment. Typically they're not, you know, purchasing a, you know, 2500 or 3500 Dodge Ram or something like that. You know, they're they're typically not buying that kind of vehicle and it just gets really old whenever these companies they put all this work onto the tenant but yet we've already paid our bill like we pay them to pick up this stuff it's ridiculous and you know mind you i mean i don't i don't like it when people throw stuff away in a dumpster they're not supposed to but it's like what are they supposed to do i get it i mean it just it's like what are they supposed to do it just gets so old it's like okay trash is trash the city is supposed to take care of that the waste management company is supposed to take care of that It gets really old. And here's another thing. If you hire a moving company to basically take your furniture to the garbage dumpster or whatever or to a landfill, it's a minimum of like $500. It's like, you know, that is ridiculous. And plus here's the thing, moving companies, they have totally been making bank lately. Ever since Biden got into office and gas prices went up, These moving companies, they have been ripping clients a new one. They've been using the whole, oh, well, fuel costs more. And I'm just like, okay, well, why don't I pay for the fuel? Because I had to move. And I was like, okay, well, I'll pay for the fuel, but you don't have to charge me 300 bucks an hour. Like, no, well, you know, we'll take care of it. I was like, no, obviously, you don't know how to take care of it because you're overcharging. It's like, I don't really believe that your truck or your van or whatever or your moving truck costs that much for, for fuel. Here's another thing, they actually charge you to top off. That is so mean. It is ridiculous. So even if you're just like for example, I was moving from one apartment to another, like like within the same um community, they still charge me a fuel fee to top off their huge truck. So basically I paid for fuel that we didn't even use. I was so pissed. I was so mad. I was like, "Wow, um shady much, greedy much? That is so unethical. Good luck getting into heaven being a a greedy, you know what? I hope they repent because it like it just shocked me. And I was like, are they just doing this because they're already greedy or do they just target women? Like sometimes I wonder about that. And I don't use the female card ever. But in situations like that, there are so many times that women we totally get gypped on stuff because these guys You know, it's not women jipping women, it's men jipping women. That's the thing. Almost every single time I've been jipped financially, it has been by a guy or a company run by a man that mostly employs men. And I find that to be very interesting. I'm like, "You know what? That really says a lot. It really does." So, needs to say, if something doesn't feel right or seem right, especially when doing business with someone, walk away if you can. And I say if you can because sometimes you don't know it's shady until they show up. and then they start working and they're like, "Oh, actually it's going to cost this much." And then they did all the work. And it's like, "Why? Well, I'm not going to pay that because we didn't agree on that." And so they're like, "Well, you know, we just won't give you your furniture." There is a company that did this to me. They were going to um keep my furniture or part of it in their truck or take off with it unless I paid them. I so wanted to call the police, but I was like, "I don't want to get the police involved in this." I should have called the police, but I was like, "I just want to be done with this. I just want my furniture." Like they were so cruel to me. I was just like, man, this is so unbelievable. But anyway, um 
Oh, and they also had a shady chick working for them because they got this woman on the phone. This is a different moving company. And there's this woman on the phone and she just was so hateful to me on the phone. She started shaking me down for money. The two guys that were there in my apartment, my new apartment, they were shaking me down for money. I was like, "Look, just take the money and go. Just get out. I I don't want you guys here. I never use you guys again. Just get out. You know, forget we ever met. I don't ever want to experience this again." But next time whenever I move, um there will be a, there will be, excuse me, a male presence there. I don't care if I have to temporarily, you know, if I'm single still by then, um I don't care if I have to just get a temporary boyfriend or something. Be like, "Hey, could you just be a be a male presence here because it gets so old." It really does. And you know, when I look up these people online, almost every moving company has a bad review. It's like, "Well, how are you supposed to find a moving company um that doesn't have a bad review?" It just gets so old. And it's like, well, sometimes you have to hire people even if you don't like them. And so I've just learned that I'm trying to think of the best way to describe this. You have to do your part to do to uh to do business well. I guess is what I'm trying to say. And if someone else is shady, that's a reflection of them. That is a reflection of them. That's not a reflection of you. So don't get hung up on that stuff. I've been there, done that, and it just gets really old. Oh, and I will say this: some of the shadiest moving companies are those that are from out of state. That's another thing. This one that really tried to shake me down for money, um, they were from out of state, unfortunately. And so I would typically say you need to hire local movers, but I couldn't find local movers that were willing to go pick up this furniture and help me move it. So I had to hire a out of state company whom I had never used before, and I mean it was really. It was really different. And so because they were so shady, I I purchased uh insurance before they picked up the furniture. Uh it's just kind of a funky feeling about, but they were the only ones I could find because this was when gas prices like first really went up and there were so many people moving from California to Florida. And so there were so many moving companies that were just not available because so so many of these rats leaving their sinking ship, <laughs> basically all these people moving from California they they ruined the state of California so they moved elsewhere to Florida and so they were utilizing all these moving companies and so hardly anybody else in the rest of the United States could find moving companies to help them move especially if it was if it was uh from out of state so me is to say there were so many of these companies that they saw a easy way and a corrupt way to make money and it was just really sad and i was like wow this is really ridiculous so me is to say Um be careful about moving companies but even if you are careful even like I was sometimes you you just you know you, you cannot control other people's behavior. I learned that a long time ago. You cannot control someone else's behavior. And someone else's behavior is a reflection of them. It's not a reflection of you. So needs to say um I reported those people and I very much look forward to suing them. and it just gets it just gets old when people don't want to do the right thing. I guess that's one thing that really bugs me is that it really it really breaks my heart whenever people are unethical and then they try and steal your private property. It's really weird. It is really weird. You know, these these um these moving companies and also some of these shady waste management companies, they remind me of roofing companies. Like for example, here in Oklahoma, you know, we live in Tornado Alley. 
And so being that we live in the central part of the United States, a.k.a. Tornado Alley, we tend to get some really extreme weather here. So almost every year, you know, we get hit by tornadoes or hail or windstorms and things like that. And, you know, your roof does take a beating for sure. And so what usually ends up happening is, is that whenever there is a big storm, usually there is a lot of work to be done to replace people's roofs or whatever. And unfortunately, because of that, we have a lot of fly-by-night businesses Um, that claim to be professional roofers and stuff, and then they they claim to be really good, and they basically come on your property, and they don't do a very good job. And what really sucks is that if you don't check up on those people and see that they are bonded, or, or at least that they are insured, sometimes people can't always get bonded because they are a brand new company. So just because someone's not bonded, that, that doesn't mean that you can't do business with them. You know, obviously, you want to make sure they have insurance, but bonded is not the same as having insurance. So because I looked into that one time because I was, I was looking at, I was like, hey, wait a second, what's the difference between being bonded and insured? Well, a lot of people, if they're just starting out in life, if they just start a new business, a lot of them cannot get bonded because it's a brand new company. So it's kind of like, okay, does that mean they're shady or bad just because they're not bonded? No, that's not what it means at all. Uh, it just means they haven't been in business long enough to be bonded, but you, know, you can always purchase insurance. So you can always make sure that someone is insured because if someone is not insured and they get hurt on your property, which some of these people do this intentionally, they can sue the homeowner. And I don't agree with that necessarily, unless it is the homeowner's fault. But my point is this. There, there are different seasons of the year where there are fly-by-night companies and it gets really old because these fly-by-night companies, they, they make good, honest people look bad. Like people that are maybe just starting out in life, maybe just start a new company. And it's like, well, yeah, we don't have a website. Like we just started out. Yeah, we don't have a software developer. Well, we're brand new. Yeah, we're not bonded because, you know, we're, we're brand new. It's just, you know, I just think it's it's kind of a racket sometimes and I just feel like the basically the good people get punished for what the bad people did. And so I'm not a fan of that. I think it's really corrupt. And also there's another thing, there's some people that will say and I'll close with this. There are some people that will say, "Well, why don't you just look and see if the person or their company is listed on the Better Business Bureau?" That company or that website means absolutely nothing. All it's just a paid membership. You can make yourself and your company look really good on that on that website, but just because someone is on that website and they have an awesome rating, that doesn't mean that they're a good company. Anyone can put their company on the Better Business Bureau and anyone can just submit all these positive reviews about their company and make it look like, "Oh, we have an A+ rating, you know, with the Better Business Bureau." That doesn't mean anything. I found that out from a relative years ago. that you know the better business bureau it's it's not like this independent agency like what you think it is it's basically almost like a sorority or a fraternity where you can just buy your way in and i was like whoa so better you know the better business bureau what i do like about it is that it makes a really good directory for businesses but in terms of like telling you whether or not a business is legit or not do not use that website to make that decision because Basically people can just buy their reputation and that's not what a reputation is for. You know, a reputation is made or broken by your work ethic and how you do things. So the Better Business Bureau is not one that can honestly give um honest feedback about anything or anyone because people can just buy into it. It's kind of like these associations. Like for example, there's like a dental association, a periodontist association, 
And you think that you know, the, the way they have their website set up, because I looked this up when I was looking up different associations, it's basically just a membership kind of thing. It's just like a sorority or fraternity. And you know, obviously, if you are in the in the dentistry world, you do need to be licensed. But basically, the way that you can look good as a dentist or a periodontist or whatever the case may be is you can just buy into this membership and it will list your name on this website making it seem like you are a, a good dentist or periodontist but it's just like the better business bureau it doesn't actually mean that the people that are listed on that website actually have a good reputation and or can be trusted it's just a it's just a way of adding more letters behind their name and it's just putting another plaque on their wall but it it doesn't really mean anything i found that out so it's just like wow so it just because someone um you know you know like for example whenever they have the um you know nicest place to work award or something or or the nicest church to attend or the favorite church to attend in Oklahoma City or Dallas or New York or whatever that doesn't really mean anything cuz it's it's just the basically the parishioners voting for themselves like they're just voting for their own church and they are told to vote repetitively like submit multiple ballots from the same person for the same organization so it doesn't actually represent the true opinion of your city or town that hey this is the best church to attend no it's probably because it's kind of like american idol where where you can submit multiple votes or at least you used to i don't know how it is now where you could submit multiple votes for for the same singer that kind of thing like that's how that Sam Jaya guy who who couldn't sing at all that's how he got uh promoted from one round to the next was people kept voting for him just to mess up American Idol just to screw up the system <laughs> it worked <laughs> he was such an awful singer i'm sure it drove Simon nuts but anyway it it doesn't I guess what I'm trying to say is that just because someone has an award or a plaque don't always be impressed by that. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't you know I guess see it as a good thing, but if it's one of those things that someone can just buy into it then that doesn't really mean anything. And if someone rigged the system and voted multiple times, I mean that that's corruption like even in our own elections here in the United States like you know whenever you're voting for a public official where it's the presidency or a senator or whatever the case may be or a governor you can only submit one ballot so if it is seen as voter fraud to submit more than one ballot in that instance then why is it not voter fraud whenever people submit multiple ballots for like you know saying that their their company is the best in the city or or their um or their church is the best place to attend you know or or this person is the best person in the industry or something like that it doesn't really mean much anymore back in the day i think it meant more cuz i think people were more honest back then but these days people have figured out how to work the system So needless to say it's kind of like what I've talked about in a previous episode where I said you know just because someone's in the news a lot and they are promoted in magazines or newsletters and it's like oh we're giving $5000 to this $5000 to that and you know that kind of thing and making it seem like their company's a good company but yet they're they're basically stealing money from their clients and but yet they're saying oh well we're not stealing because we're actually giving back to the community 
Yeah, total lie. So you can't always believe basically the um the the photo shoots, so to speak, and the camera ops because it's not always with good intentions that they do these things. It's typically to just make themselves look really good so that investors will continue to invest in their company. And I'm not against investors. I'm not I'm not against companies that need or want investors. I just think that if you have to do things in a shady way to make yourself look good, then there's something wrong with you. <laughs> if if you have to be shady to fool people, then then you don't want people to know who you really are and how you really operate. And I think that really bugs me about some of these companies and some of these places of employment is that they're not always legit about how they do things. I just find that to be really sad because here's the thing, most of these people most of these companies they don't have to be shady at all they actually have a really good goal you know the the original purpose right but where they get off track is they get greedy but they don't want people to see their greed so that's why they pretend to be good it's like wow um maybe more people should watch that show american greed and i hope they come out with more seasons cuz i think i've watched almost every season cuz it's so addicting But um needs to say I think businesses could definitely be run better especially the city especially these waste management companies and it's no wonder you know like when I was a little kid I always wondered why some houses in our hometown on on like the far side of town why they would be so trashy and dirty looking I'm like why don't they just get the city to help them or why don't they just you know get somebody to help them clean up well maybe they couldn't find anyone to help them Maybe the city is like, "Oh, well, we're just going to charge you a fee for hoarding, but we're not going to help you pick up all this stuff." That is a problem. Like there are some people that they need help, you know, like for example, the elderly. They might they may want to throw out all this stuff, but the city won't pick it up. <laughs> Whose fault is that? You know what I mean? So, just stuff like that, it gets really old whenever people are being paid to do a job and to do it well, and yet they don't do it at all. or in order to do their job they they expect even more money even more above and beyond what they're already being paid because they think it's their job to punish people for actually having trash or sewer or something i mean it's just it's so ridiculous the 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 opinion the high and mighty opinion that some of these people have of their work and their labor i'm like um well if you work for the city guess what you work for the city If you work for the city dump, you work for the city dump. You're not a doctor, you're not a lawyer. I mean, you don't own Tesla. I mean, I mean like seriously, take a look at your surroundings and realize where you work. I'm not saying it's not a good job, but I just think it's really interesting whenever people have a very puffed up opinion of themselves. So I'm like, "Have you seen where you work? Have you seen the job that you're being paid to do, but you're not even doing your job that you're being paid to do?" I mean, it's just kind of like, "Wow." Um It's just kind of shocking to me whenever people they they want the money but they don't want to take on the responsibility. Well, that's called laziness. That's called being slothful. That's not being a good worker. That that's called being a thief. So needs to say, I thought it was important to talk about these different types of ways, especially when it comes to things that the city is supposed to help with and things that the city is supposed to help pick up, especially with these waste management companies that are in the private sector. You know, you you would think that these companies that work in the private sector you would think that they would want to do the best possible job. 
Because whenever you do the best possible job and you work in the private sector, then you make the public sector look bad, which is very easy to do because the government is one of the laziest entities that there is in the United States or within any country. And so um, you would think that the private sector would very much want to show up, hey, this is the good work that we do. Let us help you because obviously the city won't. Well, these waste management companies, um, they've kind of been given permission um, sometimes with SCC and the FTC to not really do their job and, and to not do it well, but yet they can collect all this money. And some of these companies are on the New York Stock Exchange. And I just think it's very interesting that they care more about investors than they do about their actual clients, that they are supposed to be picking up their trash and their garbage. I just think it's really weird. And I think that if these investors knew just how much work was not getting done, I think these investors would pull their money out of these companies. And I think they should, I think they should pull their money out of these companies because I don't think these companies deserve these investors. I just don't. Because, you know, I have not been very impressed, especially these last couple of years. I have not been impressed with any of the waste management companies that we have had in regards to picking up our trash here at the apartment complexes. If anything, I've seen people try and get out of their job and they, they just, man, they, they've just been awful. And what they'll do is, is they'll go, like, for example, we have like maybe four or five dumpsters or something on the property They will maybe come by and pick up one or two, lie about it, and say they, they picked up everything. And I'm like, they did not. So then I will report to the, to the apartment office, and they're like, oh, we didn't know that. I'm like, yeah, this is why we have so much trash overflowing from some of these dumpsters, because what will happen is these stupid waste management people that are not doing their job, not doing it well, but yet taking our money, um, what they'll do is, is they'll come on the property They'll go and dump or pick up two dumpsters, leave the other two or three or whatever, claim that they picked up all of it. And so then trash will be overflowing from like two or three dumpsters. And then we will get a letter or a notice from the apartment office saying that we're the problem and that we're just throwing our trash in these dumpsters that are already full. It's like that's not true. That's not true. These dumpsters were never picked up. And so then people are having to walk all over the property to try and find an empty, a empty dumpster. So then because these other two or three dumpsters that were not emptied are still full and overflowing, now people from that side of the property are having to walk with their trash and garbage all the way across to the opposite side of this apartment complex. And now they're using our dumpsters. And so then there are times that all of our dumpsters are overflowing and it's gross and disgusting. It's unbelievable. And it's like, wow, but here's the thing. If, if people don't tell the apartment office, hey, these trash people are not picking up stuff, because I've, I've seen them just drive right by the dumpster, not pick it up, act like they did their job. I'm like, okay, I'm going to report that. And it just gets so old that the tenant gets blamed. The tenant gets blamed. It's just like people that live in towns or cities where – They can't possibly throw away or, or take a, a sofa or a recliner to a dumpster or something because they can't lift it. They don't have a truck, so they leave it out by the curb for the city to pick up. And the city's like, well, I'm not picking that up. Why not? You've got the manpower. You've got the equipment. You're being paid to do it. What's the issue? I don't get it. What's the issue? And then the city will often write a fine or a ticket to the homeowner or the resident of that house for littering the street with like furniture or something but you know the tenants like hey or the or the owner of the house is like hey you're supposed to pick that up now you're charging me a fine and a fee 
this is the exact same thing that has been happening at apartment complexes. So here's the thing, these waste management companies that are in the private sector, they are just as bad and corrupt as the city. And one of the biggest reasons why, I've said this before, is because a lot of these jobs are unionized. Whether they work for the city or if they work for the private sector or in the private sector, excuse me, a lot of these waste management jobs that are not working in an office, a lot of them are unionized. And that's the problem. A lot of these unionized jobs are overly protected and it takes an act of congress to fire these people because of their contracts. So basically unions they they basically protect and overprotect the worker even if the worker is the problem. That's a huge issue with unions. That's probably my biggest beef with unions is that they will never call out a bad worker for what they're doing wrong. They never do it. They never do it. And the reason why is because it makes the union look bad. And I'm like, well, it makes the union look worse. You know, whenever they are just allowing this bad behavior to happen and they think that these people, these bad employees should get paid even more money. Even more money to not do their job and do it well. Well, here here's what I kind of have to call the BS card on here or the hypocrite card on. You know, if it if it's bad for a CEO to make even more money when his company is going down the tubes, And he's not doing his job, he's not doing it well. He's just being greedy. How is that any different than a unionized worker that is not doing their job and yet they don't get fired and yet they expect to get paid more money and typically they do get paid more money. And yet they're still not doing their job and they're still not doing it well. So basically, they lack integrity, but yet they're getting rewarded for lacking integrity. See, that's the thing. Labor unions they reward bad people. That's corruption, folks. That is corruption. It's nothing new with labor unions. It's really sad. I don't like to see it because labor unions they actually have a a good goal, I think. Unless it's like fascism or marxism or communism, but typically it's to protect the worker. I'm all for that. But here's the thing, if the worker is the problem, they shouldn't be protected. They should be fired. You know, usually when someone gets fired and you know they deserved it, they wake up pretty quick. And they're like, "Hey, okay, I can't act like that anymore. I need to change." Now it's like, "Oh, how dare you fire me? I'm the worker." Really? You weren't doing your job. You you were not a worker, you were a slacker. There's a big difference between those things. But anyway, um I will go ahead and end this podcast, but as usual till next time. I pray that you're happy, healthy and whole, that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week and do subscribe. You can purchase a monthly subscription or a 6-month subscription. So until next time, ciao, bye and God bless.
on every word, yet no one hears us speak. So it's only left to ask, it's changed to quite a task. From the smallest depths, waves transform the earth. 